Rainbow Energy Reimagined Series, bringing diverse perspectives on the intersection between energy, technology, and tangata in Aotearoa. Brought to you by the Energy Academy. This podcast series showcases over 50 esteemed speakers navigating our four big LUMO themes. Energy and humanity, energy tomorrow, just transition, and energy's future story. Thank you to our partners, Orion, Genesis Energy, Araake, Energy Efficiency and Conservation Authority, also known as ECA, Christchurch New Zealand, Ministry of Social Development, and Ara Institute of Canterbury. Thank you to Genesis, who is partnering with us on this LUMO theme, Energy's Future Story. Today on the podcast, we have uh, Vincent Egan, CEO of Maui Studios. Ngā rua hine rangi and ngā te rua hine. CEO and co-founder of Maui Studios Aotearoa. He is a scholar, entrepreneur and a business owner passionate about digital technology and the possibility it enables for creativity. He enjoys leveraging these capabilities to support New Zealanders to grow and flourish in education, in government and within their business. He is fortunate to be able to surround himself with an amazing and talented team of people who inspire him every day. Vincent is meticulous and has thorough planning ability, organisation skills and an exceptional track record for providing leadership, creative direction and consistently delivering on high-level creative projects. His creative disciplines include graphic novel series, animation, web and app development, mixed reality, AR plus VR and virtual production. Um, I am lucky enough to be able to um, have Vincent as my boss. Um, so welcome to Vincent and uh, uh, would you be able to just introduce yourself please bro? For sure. Well, tēnā koe bro, tēnā tātou. Um, ko Vincent Egan tōku ingoa, he kai whakahairio o te Rope Maui Studios, he taupunia Maui roto i te Aohangaru. Taranaki tōku maunga, ko te autanga noi tōku waka. Uh, ko ngā rua hinerangi me ngā te rua noi o ki iwi, ko a rau kūkū kāne i emutei, uh, mā wutiwati o ka uana wawai me ngā te tū o ku apu. Um, ko um, Hoani Pāpita, taku marae me taku whare. Mm. He uri ahau i roto i te iwi noi tonu o ngā rua hinerangi, me ra a oa tango ngā mātua tūpuna. Um, he iwi nō te ariki, he iwi nō te wairua, uh, he iwi ki te rongaroa. Nō reira. Tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā ratatou katoa. So my name is Vincent Egan. I'm the Chief Executive Officer of um, a legendary place which I have so much passion and love for um, called Maui Studios Aotearoa. And so we're a digital content organisation, we're a production studio and we create things across the board, just developing epic digital content for imbued with Mātauranga Māori. And we do that for organisations all up and down Aotearoa. Um, whether it's government, whether it's iwi, whether it's corporations or small to medium enterprises. Um, and I suppose it's in some ways just bridging the gaps between uh, people's understandings of certain things and helping them to communicate their messaging. And we do those sorts of things in a, a whole array of different um, digital mediums, from illustration, animation, augmented reality, virtual reality, and essentially we just at heart storytellers. So we just like to leverage all the technologies and things that are out there to tell stories that are meaningful to people and help them to connect with their audiences or themselves or, more importantly, things like whakapapa and culture, as well as also just align, helping people to align with what their vision of the future could be, helping them to visualise it and then just playing our role as service providers to those people. So we like to see ourselves as like a, like a hand to all the kind of great minds that are out there and just doing our best to support those people. Yeah. Māori ora. Tēnā bro. Thank you for um, taking the time out of your busy day to uh, jump on here with us. Um, and so you 
obviously I, I know we're, we're both in sort of that digital space and um, would you be able to touch on bro what what is um, digital tikanga? Mm. I think that's a it's a pretty hearty question to ask because tikanga is something in a lot of instances is, is beyond uh, just me. Like I play my role in what tikanga is and a, a real basic way of looking at it is it's like the cultural protocol and customs of a particular people. It's not limited to just Māori. There are tribes, people, or just humans all around the whole world. They have their own um, protocols and customs as to how things should be done. But when when you use the word tikanga, it kind of localises it closer to Aotearoa, to the people of of Māoridom. And yeah, it just touches on how people should act, how they should present themselves and behaviours and things that are encouraged to be able to honour certain whakapapa line or lineage lines. And so, yeah, when we talk about tikanga, it is a broader conversation, and I don't think that any one person or any one group can be the experts or the, the be-all and end-all of knowledge around tikanga. I think it speaks again to lineage ties and whakapapa and how those protocols are connected to you know, people and their own personal histories, family histories and extended families' histories. So that's a that's a broad ass topic, and if I was to really go into the depths of that particular topic, I'd want to pull in a whole bunch of different matanga or experts from all around Aotearoa. And we're fortunate when it comes to our mahi at Maui Studios that we have those types of connections. But what I can do is I can touch I can touch on tikanga in a digital space here with you guys today. We'd love that, man. And um, just to to go a wee bit deeper in how you said your role, um, not. Um, the, you know, not going into everyone else's role, but the role mm. that you play in um, the digital technology. Mean, mean. So I've, I've been fortunate enough to to train in digital technologies. I have a, a bachelor's degree. I've also got a masters, and I'm currently doing my doctorate in those topics. And uh, just leveraging digital technologies to extend upon old traditions and traditional Maori practices, just to be able to help carry those voices to new places. So whether it be through oral traditions, how we, you know, everything was whakawhitikōrero, a lot of our protocol and tikanga has been imbued into things like waiata, into karakea, into pao, into things like haka, all these cultural practices. And the way we used to do it in the past was would just, you know, would recite those things, would remember them, would recite them, would use our voices and our bodies to communicate them. But obviously being in this day and age in 2022, we're fortunate enough to have access to new technologies that help us to extend upon that and take it to new places. And it opens up new pathways for how we can express ourselves as a culture or as a, as a people. And the yeah, the possibilities are basically endless. So one thing that really inspired me to get into extending upon digital tikangas was the fact that there is so much amazing traditional knowledge that are housed within our old people, our kaumatua, the experts and the, the masters and tohunga and those ones, they have so much knowledge. But what we're finding with as things become more modern, young people are spending less time at those traditional places like at the marae or at the pao and so are not in the same proximity to those old people. So the things like old tradition have less uh, effect because people aren't close enough to those old people. And sadly, a lot of those old people pass on and uh, along with a lot of the knowledge and things that, you know, they're just locked within their minds. So we feel that things like technology enable those people to transcend their physical self and be able to spread their message in the digital digital realm. So examples of what they can look like is 
Kuro Rocky Hudson was a man that I had I was fortunate enough to be able to sit with and I spent time with him in this hospice learning about stories, Purako, of the creations of the universe. And so I sat there and I was able to listen to him, record some of that stuff digitally and then present that in a virtual reality outcome. And then they can experience my interpretation of his words and how and interactions related to that. And just so that they could get a taste of his mātauranga or his wisdom, it's definitely a really interesting world. I think that leads perfectly into the development of digital spaces that um, yeah, that are becoming more and more popular in this day and age, especially with you know current events like current events like COVID, how it's running you know rampant, and it's affecting people's ability to connect with each other physically in the same space. So we're spending a lot more time connecting digitally, whether that be a Zoom call from your phone or doing all those sorts of things. And so we feel that there are opportunities to represent Māori spaces in those digital spaces so that people can still connect with their culture and continue on their whakapapa story, but in a way that keeps them safe from things like COVID and um, makes it more accessible. So there's a lot of exciting opportunities that are coming and we're just playing our role in that because we have a passion for technology and we have a passion for storytelling. And I suppose that feeds into things like innovation as well because, you know, we're always looking for new ways to tell stories. We're always looking for new ways to represent ourselves. And we feel that by considering things like the metaverse, considering digital spaces where people can work, interact, speak and live, I know that's kind of a crazy concept, but um, there's an opportunity for people to bring traditional practice into those spaces too so that they can respect the culture as well as maintain the integrity of the culture too. And it raises all these really interesting questions around, you know, yes, we have these protocols of how we should interact on them on the physical marae, but there's also the same questions around how we should be interacting on the digital marae. And you can carry across a lot of those things, but there are also ones that are have never been seen or experienced before ever because it's never been done before. Say, for instance, when it comes to interacting with mana whenua or tangata whenua, in a physical place, those are real physical people. You can see them, you can hungi them, you can interact with them. But um, in a digital space, who's the mana whenua or who's the tangata whenua? Because it's a digital space. So it's like, what's the whakapapa of these people? Who's the kaumātua? Because if you think about it, if you create all these characters... Are they based on real people or are they, did they come out of nowhere? Who's their parents? Even though they have a representation of being at different ages, their age is still the same if they were created within the same week. So it brings up all these really interesting questions around, you know, how you should be interacting with those people. And there's a classic tikanga around, like, you know, you'll take off your shoes before you go into a whareinoe on the marae. Do you take off your digital shoes as well or... After we finish a porphyry, we'll go and share a kai together or share some food together. Do you go share some digital food together in that space? Is it the interaction to have a kai built into that experience? And then it's because it's also a new space as well, is who decides what is the tikanga of that space? Is it the creators? Is it, you know, should already be built into well, where does where do those thoughts and ideas come from? It just definitely brings up some really interesting topics that people need to consider when they're designing digital Māori spaces. When it comes to designing spaces like this or experiences like it, it's always useful to consider the cultural competency and where you're um, sourcing some of your information from, so being able to connect with mātanga and experts around the um, country because 
the cultural competency side of things is so important. It's always good to check in with like groups like mana whenua and tangata whenua, especially when you're creating something in a space that's localised to where you're living. So say, for example, we're, in, we're here in Ōtautahi, so it's good to be having those conversations with Ngai Tahu, just so that there is that reverence and that respect for the people who hold the mana of this place, um, who have the whakapapa ties to these places. And that's just to ensure that, you know, you're practising safely or you're not kind of representing the culture in ways that may not want to be represented. We always refer back to um, the experts and the different topics of things and whether that's, if we're ever having any conversations around Atua, that we connect with the right tohunga or the komatua, or if it's like Ngāwhetu, the stars, we're talking to the cultural experts on those, or Mauraka or Haka, there's always a komatua or an, an expert or a pākeke that's the one to be connecting with and they're kind of like the masters of those realms because you never want to take on those challenges by yourself. Um, and I think it just keeps you safe, culturally keeps you safe. It's also worthwhile considering the types of environments that you're representing. Um, if you are going to represent certain maunga or whenua or awas and stuff like that, yes, can consult the mana whenua and tangata whenua, but also just thinking about how the decisions that you make in those spaces, how they connect with different atua as well. So we have uh, personifications of different environmental spaces and whether it's the forests or the oceans or the skies or the earth itself there is a, a personification of deity that we associate with those things and just having reverence for those the personified beings of those atua is really important just because they do have personalities i think that relates perfectly to the energy sector when it comes to developing energy solutions i think it's important when developing these sorts of digital spaces considering things like tikanga but quite often what we're finding is that people want to do a reverse thing where instead of recreating a physical space into a digital version, that people want to create digital versions of spaces as a blueprint for reality to be able to build it into the physical space or build it into, you know, into a, yeah, into a physical space where people can physically go to once all this COVID stuff's going to move forward. But I think that presents some really un- unique and interesting potentials and just the ability for people to be able to let's say, design environments, and they, they will be considering those things around tikanga and considering those things around connection with atua and, you know, what those different natural spaces are, um, are, are doing and how they're being used and where they're being situated. But it also gives us a chance to be able to simulate ways of using those spaces too. And whether it is, you know, thinking around what's happening with the Energy Academy and LUMO, um, simulating different energy solutions relating to, you can almost simulate how... When you make certain decisions around those energy solutions, how that may impact places or people like individuals like Atua and being able to simulate how those um, those personifications may react, um, what kind of thoughts and feelings they may have toward from a Māori perspective towards those sorts of energy solutions. And so it really helps the people be immersed in that conversation and understand it and understand around it a little bit better because it, pre- it just presents like a, an environment where people might not have ever been to before. And it's a chance to just make those connections where yeah, people may have not considered them before. So it makes it a little bit more real. And even though it's still a digital space, the way that these immersive technologies is heading is they're starting to feel feel more real. And so, yeah, I think that, that just starts a really interesting conversation as well. Um, 
and like you know in, in terms of tikanga and I think this really proves it is tikanga and protocol and customs is a living thing it's not just something customs that were locked in the past of tradition it's something that's continuing to grow continuing to evolve and it's just important for individuals to seek out the right knowledge and matanga around those sorts of topics when it comes to designing, you know, whatever it may be for the future and considering the how that may impact the future generations and that, that sort of legacy that people are leaving. It's just an important conversation to have. And to be fair, the, the more, I, even though we're considered to be the kind of go-to in some areas around how things should be represented visually and digitally, we're always learning more the more we seek out those matanga and those experts. And that gives us more of a chance to um, create better outcomes for our customer bases. Um, and what we're finding is that, you know, the more we seek those sorts of things out, the better the result. Um, and ultimately, it's just worth worth the extra effort. After having a bit of a corridor around that, I think that sort of sums up some of the um, ideas and thoughts and just gives you a bit of a taste as to some of the considerations that go behind the decisions that we make at Maui Studios and... Yeah, there's just a few fakaro around those. Yeah, that I'm happy to share with you today. Kia ora, uh, tēnā koe, Vinny. Um, very privileged to be able to hear your kōrero, um, your perspective on um, digital tikanga and the the challenges and, and sort of how you've navigated that as well and as, a, um, as yourself, but then also as Maui Studios as well. So um, very privileged to um, be sitting here across from you. No worries, Nick. I really appreciate that. And to, um, in classic Maui fashion, I'd just like to finish up on a bit of a karakia. Um, so, e Maui e, rukitea te taa, rukitea te pai, rukitea te roto, rukitea te waho. Enu hia i te hao i o matua kore, ke aro arorangi e, ke ararau te hanga, ke hangarau. Tukuara te awa te whakaaro, ke arere noa. Tukuara te rere pūngao, ke arere noa. Ko Maui hanga, ko Maui pūkenga, ko Maui waiora, ko Maui hiringa tūpuna e. Parara te uarai, mō te anaya nei, mō te anamata. Tūturu a whitiwhakamaua kia tīna, tīna. Haumie hui e, tāiki e. Tēnā tātou. Keep an eye out for our other Lumo podcast, exploring the big ideas facing energy. We have an esteemed lineup of speakers from across energy, tech, law, humanities and more challenging the status quo in service of positive energy future for Aotearoa. Go to energyacademy.co.nz forward slash Lumo for more or check us out on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn.